Hi there, I'm Paulina Cameron, CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. We educate, mentor, energize, and connect women entrepreneurs across Canada to be wildly successful, promoting strong economies and thriving communities. To learn more about our programs, visit us at fwe.ca. I'm also thrilled to be your host for FWE's podcast, The Go-To for Entrepreneurs in the Know, a collaboration with the Scotiabank Women Initiative. I interview inspiring guests who share their journey of their business and provide crucial pieces of advice that you can use to move your business forward. This season, we're covering everything from branding to financials to sales and organizational culture. As you listen, Ask yourself how you can apply these learnings today. Let's dive in. An entrepreneur's journey can feel lonely, but it does not have to be unsupported. Building community and relationships with professional services experts is a way that entrepreneurs can augment the knowledge they are bringing to running their business. This mindset of creating an ecosystem of support around yourself is a powerful tool in supporting personal and business growth. Our first guest speaking on this topic today is the enigmatic Nanon de Gaspe bobien matric Nanon is one of those people whose energy just lights up a room when she walks in. She is passionately committed to seeing change happen in gender equality for women, especially for entrepreneurs. One way she has done this is by founding Beehive Holdings, an angel fund focused primarily on seed series A investing, where she is keen to support more women founders. An entrepreneur herself, Nanon is also president and co-founder of Maison Homes Victoria, a real estate development company building luxury boutique residences in prime locations in Victoria, BC. Through these experiences, she has been on both the giving and receiving end of being in professional services relationships, so her wisdom here is tremendous. Nanon is also a past board member and speaker supporter of FWE. Nanon, we've known each other for a few years, and it's such a delight to have you join us today in studio. Thank you, and welcome to the go-to. I'm so excited to be here, Paulina. Thank you for inviting me. Nano, you meet and connect with hundreds of business founders every year. I feel like probably every day you're speaking to them. <laughs> Many with startups and with limited funds. What advice do you give them when they are looking for professional advisors? Breakthrough companies to be excellent have to focus on three things. A differentiating strategy, an outstanding culture, and great execution. They naturally focus on the great execution because it's all about survival mm. when you're a startup. But what CEOs have to start looking at is how to find some great advisors that can help them both with the strategy and with the outstanding culture piece. I think that one of the things that's really important for CEOs, they tend to be in isolation and to go out and meet other CEO and founders is so helpful. They can get introduced to different trends, what the other CEOs and founders are working on, and some great quality advisors that the other people have used that say, I've tried this person, they're outstanding. Stay away from that person. Didn't help me at all. And the other thing that I think is so important that we un we forget is that online, there's a plethora of information. 
I know that in Silicon Valley, when I was working there, we would find templates on hiring people. All that costs a lot of money, even convertible note templates. There is so much available. Don't underestimate the internet. That's right. We don't have to be siloed in that and we can certainly be resourceful. And I love your point about, you know, knowing who is a valuable advisor to talk to and who maybe to stay away from. That whisper network is really, really valuable. So as an investor, you are often one of the integral professionals that an entrepreneur would rely on. What do you appreciate most about how people cultivate that relationship with you? Paulina, that's a really good question. And there's something that comes to mind in neon. The word that comes to mind is over-deliver. In everything you do, the entrepreneur has to over-deliver. Show up early to the meeting. Get your pitch deck really well presented, done efficiently, and one-page summary for me. Know about me. What do I invest in? What's important to me? Be respectful of the time that you're using with that person. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. I just had an entrepreneur say, oh, I'll send you my financials. I'm just reviewing them. I'll send them to you next Friday. I didn't get them next Friday. And what that does for me is I say to myself, hmm, this is the dating period. This is when you're supposed to be at your best. What's going to have to be happening once we're married. It won't be as good. So it's really important. Over deliver in everything you do. And when you meet someone and they want to stay in touch with you, what is your recommendation on how to stay in touch and how to do that in a way that is respectful? So Paulina, with that, it's really important that they just don't stay in touch to stay in touch. It has to be someone that's going to fit with my area of special interest. So if you know about me, you know that I have a real passion for gender and cultural diversity. I'm really into health and wellness. That's one of the passions of where I invest in. I love great teams and what they're doing. I love gritty entrepreneurs. So if I can help in any of those areas reach out and stay in touch with me and I'll be there to help you. But just to stay in touch, to stay in touch, doesn't make sense to me. Time is so precious, right? We're so limited in that. What about those nice little things that can be, you know, a surprising piece that someone can do, like an element of surprise of a handwritten note or those? Do those make a difference for you? Excellent question. Yes. You know what? In a day, I'll meet with about 15 entrepreneurs. So if someone does something that stands out, I will remember who he or she is because no one does that. So that's exactly how are you differentiating yourself from other people? What is the one thing an entrepreneur can do to expand their community so that they find these advisors, other professionals or entrepreneurs to support them? So being an entrepreneur, we shared in the beginning, is a very lonely experience. So the opportunity to go out and meet other entrepreneurs is really helpful. One, you can talk to them about what you're working on. No problem you're dealing with, you're the first one. There's been a lot of people dealing with the same issues. So reach out, meet those people, ask questions. It's your peer group. I think that's really important. Also, you go to those startup events, you meet people. Whether it's someone like an accountant and a future advisor, a lawyer, you might not need them right now, 
but in the future, it might be a great contact to have. So I think you never get anything from staying at home. Go to those business networks, meet people, introduce yourself. This is always an opportunity. I was just at Babson in Boston and people were standing up and they were sharing their pitch deck and then they would say, nothing. What's your ask? It's an opportunity. You're standing up. Ask someone what you need. So I think it's really important to hone your elevator pitch so that you're ready whenever anyone asks you, this is what I do. This is what I'm looking for. Oh, I can help you. If you don't ask, people can help you out. So I think that's really important. Get out there and meet people. So Nanal, for those who want to find you online and continue learning from you and about you, where can they find you? Well, there's always my LinkedIn profile. I don't get to that very often, I would say, once every three weeks. But also, they can always reach me at Nanon, N-A-N-O-N, at beehiveholdings.com. I always respond to all my emails, and I try to get back to people within the week. So that's the best way to reach me. You are so generous with that. Thank you so much, Nanon, for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, Pauline. And thank you for everything that FWE is doing for women. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great opportunity for all of us to benefit and make the world better as we shared. We're going to take a quick pause before we hear from our next guest. The go-to for entrepreneurs in the know is the outcome of a collaboration between FWE and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Let's take a moment to hear a few words from them. Hi, I'm Roxana Tabana, Vice President and Head of Specialty Business Banking. I'm also on the advisory board for the Scotiabank Women Initiative to support the education of women-led businesses. I'm so excited to talk about two key services every entrepreneur should have in their network. I myself am a lawyer by trade, and often in my role uh, with the business bank here at Scotiabank, I've noticed that a lot of our entrepreneurs don't often think of the legal profession as one of the professions to have in their wheelhouse. A lawyer can help safeguard your innovative and amazing ideas and the brands that often very creative female entrepreneurs come up with. Uh, The intellectual property rights that a lawyer can educate you on and help you with are fundamental to the business. The other advantage is when we start our businesses, or even when we're further along in our businesses, the more important this becomes is contracts with vendors and service providers, suppliers, becomes key to the services that our entrepreneurs provide. A lawyer can often help protect those special relationships that are really important to you being able to make good on your uh, promises to your customers. The second uh, service is actually your banker. And I know it's funny to say that because, you know, I'm coming from Scotiabank, but the reality is having a great banker can really help you navigate your relationships because you've got someone thinking about your accounts, your lending needs, your deposit needs to make you as successful as you can truly be and focus on your business. To learn more about our program, go to the scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Paulina, thanks so much for having me here today. Thank you to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for all of your support. Now let's get back into the studio. Our next guest today holds relationships and creating experiences near and dear to her heart. Liz Wong leads business development for the family-owned Taku Resort Cookery on beautiful Quadra Island, BC. Over 30 years ago, Milton Wong, a celebrated financier, community builder, and philanthropist, his wife Faye, and three other families purchased the resort as a place where they could enjoy the beauty of the West Coast. 
Their daughter Liz grew up in the resort, where some of her earliest memories are spending the whole day on the water. That sounds idyllic. After her father passed away in 2011, she and Faye took over and expanded the resort, adding a cookery. Between lawyers, accountants, and bankers, they were supported on all fronts. Liz is also a graduate of FWE's 2014 E-Series class and has been supporting the growth and vision of Taku Resort as their business development head since. Thank you for joining us today, Liz, and welcome to the GoTo. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Liz, it is such a treat to have you in studio today, especially since you had your baby a few short seven weeks ago, and he's contentedly <laughs> napping in the corner yeah. right now. For now, <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing him so that we could get the cuddles. Um, so as you know, every and every mom knows, asking and accepting help is critical. And that is certainly true for business owners and entrepreneurs. Can you share with us a time where you found yourself in a critical need of professional expertise and how that worked out for you? Certainly. As you mentioned in the introduction, my father passed away. And although it wasn't unexpected, my family, we were left with all these business decisions that we hadn't planned for. And so we had to look for help through um, different friends uh, that my father had worked with and who understood our business. It was really important to us that we knew these people already and they understood our business and we could trust them to help us make decisions. And were these people that you knew before, like how did your father engage you earlier with them? These were people that have been around for 20 plus years mm -hmm. and they come around to our home to have meetings with my father or just come and have dinner with us. Mm -hmm. And so and they would also come up to the resort. So we knew them quite well and we knew we could trust them. And especially at a time like that, when um, we're inundated with so many decisions. Mm -hmm. And although the situation doesn't really apply to all entrepreneurs listening to the show today, but it does point out that entrepreneurs do need a plan in place for succession just in case something happens to you and you can't run your business that day or um, maybe you're going to sell your business but you want to make sure you have some key people who understand your business as well as you do and actually understand the types of decisions you might make in your absence to help guide the business in the same direction you would have. Because mm -hmm, otherwise it would be so overwhelming to be faced with trying to make the decisions mm -hmm. and trying to understand how the decisions were made before and who's been doing them. Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the most important professional relationships that you have formed that have helped grow and protect the business? And do you have any advice in terms of how to keep those relationships so strong? Um. I would say there's two people who I continue to rely on to help my mother and I, and it's our accountant, Steve. He's been working with our family for over 20 years. And then we also have a lawyer who has a lot of experience so that when it comes time for my mom and I to make decisions on issues that we don't have necessarily much experience with, he can provide us with um, sound advice to make sure that we get to the right decision effectively. Mm -hmm. And that 
importance there of them. I mean, they hold expertise for sure as lawyers and accountants. Mm-hmm. But every different makes every business makes different decisions based on the values of the business. So them having these individuals having known your family business for over 20 years, they understand those values. If you were talking to an entrepreneur who maybe doesn't have that in place yet or is thinking about it, how do you think they could engage with these individuals so that they can kind of figure out how to make these decisions in a way that also represents their values? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for an entrepreneur who's looking to develop these relationships to strengthen their business is when you find a professional in in whatever field you're looking for and you find that you can trust them or you get along really well with them or you can understand the way they explain things to you, nurture that relationship with them and make sure that you stay in touch with them drop in, have coffee with them and make the relationship more than just about business so -hmm. that this person develops and grows with you as your business grows. And then um, they'll be able to help you at a moment's notice. And when your email comes into their inbox, they're not going to flag it for later. They're going to want to answer you because they want to help you out. And they already know a bit about you, so they can jump right in. There's that great Mm -hmm. saying of, you know, build relationships with people who have money before you need it so that they can figure out and help you support along the way. And that certainly seems to apply here. Yes. So what is the one thing that you think is important for women entrepreneurs to know about professional services relationships? Um, I think it's to... If you do find the person that you think you really want to work with, don't shy away from building a relationship with them. Uh, Just really put yourself out there, even if it seems really daunting and it seems intimidating because they have all this knowledge in a a field that you're unaware of. Mm. Um, To keep meeting with them and, and build the relationship and don't be afraid to ask questions. If you go into a meeting and you don't understand something don't be shy to to just assume that you should know the answer Mm. already and ask the questions and make sure you leave the meeting fully understanding what took place it's something that I work on all the time so in your day-to-day Liz can you share an example of maybe how you've leveraged some of these expertise and relationships certainly um currently with our business and I think this happens for all entrepreneurs you get really really excited about the possibilities and um, in the tourism industry there's so much that we can do at the resort that uh, I want to build cabins I want to expand on the cookery I want to I want to build all sorts of things around the resort that make that would make the experience so much more fun and not all of them are money-making ideas and I always need the accountant to come in and we go over the numbers and he explains to me why maybe this is not a very good idea at this moment but and he'll also help me plan for the future so that I can do some of the things that I want to do. Liz for people who want to learn more and find you online where can they go? You can find me personally on LinkedIn, but if you'd like to see all the exciting things we're doing at the resort, you can find um, Taku Resort, T-A-K-U, on Facebook and Instagram. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Liz and baby Ollie, for coming in today. Thank you so much for having us. You're so welcome. And that's a wrap. A big thank you to Nanon and Liz for joining us today. We would also like to thank everyone who has helped make the GoTo a reality. From the incredible team at FWE who works on all of the logistics, to self-hired, our incredible production team, Hummingbird Translations, who are translating our podcast so you can also listen in French, and of course, to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for teaming up with us for the FWE podcast. You can find them at scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to listen to the rest of season one. You can find all of the resources our guests mention on our website at fwe.ca slash the go-to. We know it takes a village to build a business. So share your learnings on Instagram at FWE Canada to help other entrepreneurs become wildly successful. See you next time.